All right, what is going on, guys? It is episode number 33 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Whew. Another week, that's right. Having a lot of fun. So, you guys won't know this, but this is episode number two recorder, or the second episode I'll be recording on the same day. Busy, busy. We got a ton of special guests coming up. But today, or for this episode, we've got somebody. I actually met him at Sonora Rally. Well, kind of met him. I was the guy in the background running the rally comp stuff, helping with timing and scoring and making that, uh, helping out with that show. And this guy was out there having fun chasing those waypoints down. <laughs> no pun intended. Or maybe. Hmm, the world will never know. But if you guys listened to the last episode, you may recognize the name Paul Neff. As it was mentioned by Jimmy Lewis, he is one of the guys that is teaching the Jimmy Lewis curriculum up in Washington and making that happen. So we're going to chance to talk to him, find out a little bit more about the school and his writing efforts and how his, uh, his first rally went. So sending the link over to him now. I'm just going to wait for him to jump in. But yeah, so funny story. I got to see, uh, I got to meet Paul and hang out uh, with all those guys and, and hear them gas each other as they came into the, uh, into the bivouacs and stuff like that. And so it was, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, getting to see that and, uh, see how the, the learning curve was. I know that, uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, Kyle McCoy kind of took him under his wing too and helped them navigate some of the stuff. And so that was pretty cool. It was awesome to see, you know, people helping each other out and, and, and making it happen. And, and the ride was, was amazing. I'm sure didn't get to see it one of these days, you know, one of these days. First, I got to get a bike and get some roadbook experience because something about riding off into the sunset doesn't seem too appealing to me. Yeah, but you never know. Get to see some stuff. Have you guys heard the Jimmy Lewis episode and talking about it? You know, you put a roadbook in front of a boring road and all of a sudden the road isn't so uh, boring anymore. So we're looking forward to it. Really am. Getting into trouble, finding some waypoints, stuff like that. So. So he's probably logging in here in just a minute. And we'll get to, get to talking. But hope everybody's had a good week so far. Getting some stuff going. Hopefully the weather. The weather I know is supposed to be really warm here in San Diego this whole week. So we'll see how, uh, how it taps out. But I mentioned to get to Baja. I got some suspension to try out. It's back from Conflict Motorsports. And I am trying to uh, figure out where we're going riding. I got an idea for a route and see if we get some people to join in on the fun, but I think it'll be uh I think it'll be a good one. I just gotta get down there and do it. Hopefully get some cooler weather. Maybe go ride the coast. So much to ride down there. I was talking to my buddy uh Mao from Lost in Baja and about some of the different routes and stuff like that, and all based out of right where he is in Ensenada. And uh, I was I'm stoked because there's a lot of little like day trips and things like that that you can do in, in just kind of a small area, and then of course well it is Baja and you know, it is awesome. Uh, the tacos are amazing, uh, for those that haven't had them. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different places to visit and see and, and just explore. And the cool part is, is like, yeah, you can make day trips out of it. Um, a lot of the stuff, uh, if you've ever wanted to see some of the stuff that they run, like on the Baja 500s and the Baja 1000s and stuff like that, a lot of those are public roads and you can, you can take them, 
uh, or not public roads, but Camino Vecinales. Um, I, I, I say that, but I want people to maybe kind of consider it as like, yes, it's a, a public road, but treat it as a private driveway. You know, you wouldn't be a hauling ass up your private driveway or your neighbor's private driveway. You know, the guy that, you know, is, you know, the, oh, you kids, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so I think, uh, I think that was, uh, let's see here. Oh, experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, let me try this again. So, yeah, so, I mean, I've been seeing a lot, um, like this week I saw some posts from, uh, one of the roads of Laguna Hansen, um, coming down, uh, the highway access got blocked. And, uh, so I was, you know, kind of worried about it because it's not, um, Oh shit. Like that was the road that I would always take in or down, um, down to get to the highway. So now there's gotta be another way in and I, I know where it is and all that, but you know, part of me is like, well, you know, I, you know, want to be mindful of the, um, of the locals and what they're, what they're asking. And, and I saw a bunch of people like posting like, why did it get shut down and what's going on and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know the hundred percent story on it. Um, to be honest, but some of the stuff, I mean, does like, you know, we have, uh, the side-by-sides now, right. You've got the side-by-sides that are out, uh, rolling around and doing stuff. And, um, it's become very, very popular and awesome. I mean, the, the golf carts are cool and you know, they're, they're fun to throw them around and stuff like that. But I think what's happening is, is that a lot of people are getting tired of it because they're using these same roads that were, you know, the Baja 500 and the Baja 1000. And you've got all these tour groups that are going down there now and, and ride and 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 I think that uh, it's just it. I don't know. I mean, like, okay. I guess a way to do it is, uh, or or think about it is, is you know when you go to buy your house, you how you consider if you're parked or if you're going to buy a house on a busy street. You know, that's kind of a thing. That's kind of a decision you make. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I know it's a four lane highway right here, and you know, but the area is really nice. You know, do you still want to live there because there's a four lane highway? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's how I see it. So, you know, when I ride through there, uh, on the adventure bikes, um, and, or anything, you know, we always try and like go at the speeds that the locals would do and, and then go from there. You know, it's gotta be one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm going to, um, mind my manners and make sure that, uh, I'm, I'm not, ruffling any feathers because you know then stuff like this happens and, and things get shut down and that's why we can't have nice things so uh, i don't mean to to preach uh preach about it um but i do also want to see baja open because well you know hey i want to go to uh i want to go to baja and i want to be able to ride and i don't want to have to worry about um you know things uh people people blocking us and not wanting us there because you know it's it's one of those like um, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where you want to, you want to be able to share it with people. And the only way to actually do that is, is to protect it and everybody kind of be the ambassador. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, this stuff gets resolved and we're able to, uh, see more people, uh, down there in Baja, get more people through it. And, and we don't get, you know, we don't start losing our roads and stuff like that. So, so Yeah. So anyway, I've uh, sent the link again here. We're having some some problems here. I don't know what's going on uh, with Anchor, but it'll be just a second and we'll get it going. But yeah, so we'll see what uh, what shakes loose. You know, I'm, I'm looking like I said, I'm looking forward to doing some rides and, 
and get some miles on the bike and get back down there. It's been a little bit. So uh, I think that'll be a lot of, a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Sip of the beverage there while we wait for Paul to join in on the fun. So, so yeah, so I'm still kind of stoked. I mean, I literally just finished talking to him, but, uh, you know, learning some stuff and talking to, to Jimmy Lewis. It was absolutely, it was absolutely a blast. Like I say, it went longer than I thought it was going to go, but it was, it was awesome. I mean, that's, I, I like that stuff, you know, like I say, I don't, I don't like to script stuff. I don't like to, you know, pre-plan questions and things like that. And because, you know, it's just a conversation then. I mean, you could have this conversation here. You could have it in Mexico. You could have it at a bar in Baja. You could have all sorts of places, but with that being said, I think we've got Paul. Are you there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now it look works. at that go. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. Okay, so I was just rambling for a little bit, um, but I don't think you know. But I literally just hung up with Jimmy Lewis. Oh, oh, the legend. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's he rides a bike. You know, he does some stuff and teaches some people and you know i think one of them did okay at dakar you know i'm not not 100 sure on that but that's the rumor that's the rumor <laughs> so what's going on man how have you been i haven't seen you since sonora First, uh yeah busy just very busy in in all aspects uh but definitely still riding a bunch teaching a lot and uh me and my wife are moving currently since that's puts a little wrench in the spokes but that that's going to be done here soon and uh we've got a couple one couple more classes a big tour tech rally coming up mm-hmm. and then kind of our season is over uh unless i head south for the winter uh to mr jimmy lewis's there you go yeah don't come now like he was saying <laughs> it was like 106 or something like that i'm like Mm-mm, nope yeah, that's that's kind of how our partnership goes. I got I got summertime when the weather's nice up here, and uh, the weather's awesome down there. Every time I go down there, it's it's I'm jealous, so jealous of the winter down there. No, but yeah, because it's actually warm. You can walk around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. As I have a brother that come, that lives in Minnesota, and he comes out here in the winter, and he's like shorts, t shirt. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> but so. I'm trying to figure out where to, because there's so many things like I want, I was like thinking about, I'm like, dude, yeah. Cause I, once I found out that you, you teach classes and, and get, you know, get people up to speed on bikes and, um, and, but then also you did your first rally, Sonora rally, right? Officially your first rally. Yeah. First rally. That was the first, that, that day was the first time I ever seen a road book. Uh, I just kind of, I don't know, got fed to the wolves, I guess you could say. Mm, yeah a little <laughs> full send into the wolves i think is what it is yeah i mean there's no better time than the present i guess yeah so well let's go back to the writing issue because i you know it's one thing to to know how to ride a bike and then also put on top of that like hey i'm just gonna go send it into a rally uh where when did you get started in in riding what was your what's your riding background uh, my, my riding background is, you know, growing up with, with my family trail riding here in the Northwest. And, and that of course evolves into racing off-road hair scrambles and duros here. I rode, I rode the ISDE when I was 16 in Brazil, the, the, you know, the, the six days, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I rode, I rode the next year on the junior trophy team in Poland Mm-hmm. Uh, I took it, took a year off, and then in 2006 I rode the ISD on the U.S. Trophy team. 
New Zealand and, and got a gold medal in, in 06. Um, just did a lot of national enduros, local stuff, dabbled in some GNCCs during those years, kind of just hitting a bunch of different events that I could in my, my truck. And, uh, I started riding enduro cross when that kind of started. So that would have been 06, 07, 08, probably mm-hmm. did a couple seasons of that when it first started, really liked that. Um, in 2009, I struggled with some injuries, some, some pretty bad ones and kind of got burnt out a little bit and started riding trials after, after I, I was walking and healthy mm-hmm. Didn't touch a dirt bike for five years. I think I just rode trials. I got, I was all in, it was, it was so fun and I still ride trials almost more than dirt bikes now. And I, started riding adventure bikes and i just kind of like to do all sorts of different stuff really into vintage bikes just i just found that i maybe got a little burnt out on just off-road riding and Mm -hmm. and i i'm a motorcycle enthusiast right i like all bikes and 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 that's kind of my background for riding okay so you dabbled in a little bit of everything i a question i've never asked but it sounds like you do it the uh, and you teach, so this is even, a, I could have maybe asked Jimmy this too, but because you actually, you know, I mean, you've done a lot of it, the, the beginning bike, right? If I really want to learn a set of skills, like just hone in skills, some people have said, get a trials bike and others have said, just get a small dirt bike. Uh, what yeah, do you think? I, I, and <clears throat> more in those five years of trials. Mm-hmm. that I did in my probably my my whole earlier career and and what I what I found is trials teaches you the fundamentals very high you have to deal with a lot of balance and, and traction and there's not there's not a really there's not a good way to cheat you know you, we're not we don't have the seat to drop to you have to ride in balance if you if you don't ride in balance in trials mm-hmm. um, you're you you spin the wheel real quick the speeds are so slow. We can't mask our, our bad balance with momentum, right? We can't just go fast because the sections are so tight and the speeds are so slow. Mm-hmm. If you want to play, you got to learn to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And those skills carry through every aspect of riding. I mean, rally riders are using those skills in a, in a roundabout way, right? It, mm-hmm. Where you could be a good motocross rider and get on a trials bike and be like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like good trials riders pick up every other aspect in motorcycling fairly quick. And so I wish I would have grown up as a trials rider. My, my daughter, that's what I have heard you. I go ride trials, you know, just that I love trials and I, it's definitely was, it was a, maybe it was the right time, but I'm, I will ride trials for the rest of my life as part of motorcycling right yeah 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 so so it's kind of like that um it helps you hone the the perishable part of it right the the stuff that you might get lazy with on bigger bikes yeah 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 it it doesn't allow you to to mask some of those imperfections with with speed and and muscle trials is very precise and everything it just it just teaches you everything at a high level over time and uh, you get you get a lot out of it. I, I can't recommend riding trials enough to to everybody, in my opinion. 
plus it's just so fun when you it can be super technical and so it can kind of wear on you a little bit you know you're trying something that in your mind should be so easy but it's it's so technical but when you get it mm-hmm. it's very rewarding yeah i can imagine i mean well what i'm picturing in my head is like you're trying to balance and jump and and like make it up this face and yeah of course we see the videos of usually when people make it but there's probably about 20 minutes worth of didn't make it footage <laughs> yeah and i think that that statement that that you said right there almost hurts trials a little bit right because it gets uh everyone focuses on the face or the the big step or this hopping jumping and whatnot right mm-hmm. the thing with trials is is a a very sharp turn on an incline with a with a very small log right after something that seems like it would be really easy mm-hmm. and but it's but it's not it's very technical and so everyone wants to do all this big stuff but you almost learn more from just a turn it sounds very simple but it's but it's not a just a turn riding riding a, a 180 degree turn on a on a steep slope and 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 tying another piece of the section together or or riding you know up here in the winter sometimes we we ride these private creeks and there's all the this jumbly rock and it's it's nothing too outrageous or radical mm-hmm. but it's so technical that that that's that's kind of what i like i'm I went through a phase where I wanted to ride bigger stuff and now I just want to ride the most technical stuff I can find. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, and it's interesting. I, in, in thinking about that. So I, I'm not sure if you've uh, heard or maybe seen, uh, Travis from every single Sunday, um, on YouTube, he does a lot of, uh, a lot of like more hard enduro type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, kind I, of, I'm not familiar with him, but I, oh. I'm following here. Yeah. And, and but like it's all this hard enduro stuff. And for the longest time I was like, eh, I mean, what's, what's cool about that. But then I start seeing some of the areas that they're riding in. Um, but then the technical ability, the, you know, I, I see him, we go to Baja and he's doing wheelies on a seven ninety uh, on the beach. Like it was a two fifty, and I'm saying, I'm not doing that on my bike. <laughs> Loop the shit out of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm kind of getting warming up to the idea like, hey, you know, this this thing about riding slower is and and Jimmy also, you know, balance you you and him are on the same page. Obviously, you know, you, you teach that stuff and uh, about balance and just balance and being very technical and, and just one thing at a time and just focusing. And uh, I'm telling you, these podcasts are expensive. Now it's like I want my rally bike, and now I want a uh, now I'm gonna <laughs> now I'm gonna need a trials bike. Oh. Yeah, life life is short. Buy the bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that saying, but my wallet disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, it's you know, so accomplished rider. I mean, ISD is not an easy feat to get to. Not not every you know you can't. As far as I know, it's not something like, "Hey, I want to go," and then you go. And much less do you go on a on a team, you know. Like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. That was definitely the direction that I, I don't want to call it a career, right? I just like riding my bike. Mm-hmm. But here in the Northwest, when I was the the little kid, and and all of the the guys up here that I looked up to, riding ISDE was the the top of the food chain, and whether that was the right decision. For a, a career, I, I, in hindsight, there was 
not a lot of future in it, but it was very rewarding. And, and I'm always thinking back proud to those ISDs that I, that I did. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment for sure. And so now where did the roadbook thing come from? <laughs> where did where did rally start in all of those where you're like hey i want to go to a rally raid that that is a pretty interesting question because i've i've just explained my background in riding and, and then into trials and 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 now teaching and then all of a sudden this rally thing pops up and what happened was i met a friend of mine at uh tour tech it's like a big adventure bike kind of camp out gathering ride deal and Mm-hmm. Me and Jimmy were up there, and and I met a, a, a guy up there riding named Kyle McCoy. Mm-hmm. You, do you know him? That is, he is, I, you know, I thought about it when I was doing the intro. I was like, I'm trying to remember who I saw you riding with in, and it was Kyle. I, I yep. just, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it was Kyle. Yes, I know Kyle. Super cool guy. Yeah. So, so Kyle was just heading to Dakar. So that would have been in. 2020 i think mm-hmm. and uh i was all stoked on him super excited for him to go do that and and we became friends started riding together just trail riding together and and whatnot and and pretty soon you know we're around the campfire and something well you know i'm going to sonora it's a it's a rally here in north america and i was like really he goes yeah i would just you get the setup and and you should come down and do it. And I kind of like going on, well, let's call it a destination type event. I rode the, Oh, I rode the Scottish six days, Mm -hmm. which is a a six day trials event in Fort William in in 2014. Mm -hmm. So I, so I kind of like going and traveling to a place and then competing on my motorcycle. Uh, and it was something we could drive to it, you know, and, it was something new and different. So I, you know, I knew I could ride, but I'm learning this whole new kind of thing about navigation, which I should have done more preparation, but you know how that, you know, how that goes. So yeah, long story short, Kyle, Kyle kind of says, well, you sign up here and, and I, I called some companies for my rally setup, like moto minded. I got a moto minded, uh, kit and I ran some Icos that that Kyle had, uh, you know, kind of helped get me set up with, and mm-hmm. and we, and then they they what did they do? They delayed it that year, right? Sonora oh, yeah. was later, uh-huh. so then I was like, man, is it even going to happen? And but it, it ended up happening, and, and we went. I drove the van and, and picked up Kyle and my friend and mechanic Jake came down, and we just had an awesome week, right? It was great. It did. You, you and the group, every time you guys came in, were laughing and gassing each other. And it was like, I remember at one point they were teaching the, what was, I think it was like the rules because you were the rookie. You were the one that had to take the time penalties for opening waypoints and all sorts of like little things. And I was just like, oh, these guys are having fun. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Kyle and, and we rode most of Nathan Rafferty. Yes. So me, Kyle and Nathan, and we kind of pitted all together and, I think they enjoyed having me down there confused the entire week and, <laughs> and they, you know, the running joke was that of course the tortoise and the hare sang, right. And, and, uh, I would, I would 
blaze out in front of him, get lost. And, and then Kyle would come up and I'd be all frustrated because I was spent a bunch of time wandering. And, but, but really having those guys there, it was a little bit of a insurance and it just kind of made me feel a little bit safer. It's, it's like, well, there's my guys, there's, there's Kyle and Nathan and I'm doing the best I can. And we just had a blast. It was just <laughs> always fun. Yeah. I can well yeah, like I said, I I would I would be in your shoes. I definitely feel better having somebody behind me that knows, you know, <laughs> more or less where we're headed or, you know, at least three people to figure it out. Yeah. So what was I mean, so we got the writing part of the way and and there's like I've had a lot of people reach out to me uh about, you know, hey, I wanna get into rally and get started in rally and do all this stuff and some have ridden bikes and some have absolutely not. And those I encourage, you know, to go see like people like you that do classes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for the first rally event, right. For, you know, for like send it, you got the equipment and you do that. Like what was day one? What was, you know, what was day two? Like what was the navigation like for you? I mean, you mentioned just now being frustrated with it, but yeah. And frustrating might be uh, a bit powerful, right? I, I was, I was never, I just want, I always want to do better. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sonora was real unique. I don't know if you, you guys talked about that, that first day, right. Yeah. That, that, so, uh, the ro- the rally comp was, was messed up on the first day. Well, that was the first stage of rally I've ever been. It was the first road book I've ever been. Right. Mm-hmm. And I instantly go off the start and my rally comp picks up a speed change that's not even in the stage. It's a speed change that's on the road coming in. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was so confused with what was going on that I thought I had made a mistake by coming to rally, right? I, I, I keep going forward, trying to figure it out, and the rally comp is sending me to all these waypoints out of order, and it was completely overwhelming. I, I met up with some guys, and they were calling the, the, the event promoter and they, it was just this, the, all of day one was kind of, unless you were really in tune to what's going on and you had a lot of experience, day one was incredibly confusing and they ended up pretty much thrown out the whole day. Right. But yeah, throughout the week, it, it started making more sense. And I, I, I found one of my big weaknesses in, in navigation was that, up here where I live in Washington, mm-hmm. it's the mountains, right? Trees and, and cliffs and, and dirt roads going through the, the Cascades, right? Mm-hmm. When the road book says at this kilometer, turn right on a road. In my world, a road is a road because you can't even go off trail, right? You can't even go through the, the dense forest. Mm-hmm. I found it in Sonora. It, it might not even look like much of a road and it turns into a road <laughs> a little bit. So I keep looking for this distinguished road. Yeah. But I don't have the navigation experience to trust myself and, and, and say, this is, I'm at my mileage. I know exactly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I need to, to, to turn right here, whether it looks like there's a road or not. Yeah. And professionals or ex- experienced rally guys like like Kyle and, and Rafferty and of course all the heroes right mm-hmm. they're they're so on it they know exactly where they are and they know exactly when to turn regardless of if it's a, ro- a road or not and so I would I would 
lack the confidence to do that and I'd end up kind of circling or, or, or spending 20 minutes in this situation and I'd be right where I needed to be. And then, you know, Kyle would come through a little bit slower rider than me, but he'd come through and he'd turn right there. And I, there's not a road there. Sure enough, you go a hundred feet, 200 feet, 200 yards, meters, however they do it. Right. Yeah. And a, a, a big sweet road is right there out of sight. And I, I go, well, there's 20 minutes today. And yeah. I, I just, I just use the week to learn and, and see if I want to do more rallies in the future. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of, get, kind of get used to it. And, and so the, the, the normal frustrations and yeah. And I, and I was there like we, so I was on the rally comp team and we were working through it and, and I worked with the organization on, you know, what happened on the first day and, we got to the bottom of it and you know, we know what, what went sideways and, um, but for you, like once we cleared that hurdle and, and got out there, um, everything you went, are you going to do more rallies? Uh, I'd like to, I did some rally training practice earlier this summer in Wyoming. And, uh, I, I think the rumor is that Kyle wants to ride Dakar again. Mm-hmm. And I think that I might be interested in that as well. Oh, here we go! All right. So that's uh, Kyle, Kyle has a goal of and I uh, a goal of riding Malimoto. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be the only way that I could possibly get an opportunity to go is to ride Malimoto. And so maybe in the coming years we we embark on that adventure so i would like to say i'm definitely going to do more rallies i was gonna do the baja rally Mm -hmm. but uh just some just kind of got it's a it's the wrong season for me to have time to go down there between finishing out my season of schools and uh some other stuff going on it was just kind of overwhelming Mm -hmm. but uh sonora again for sure i I loved it Mm mm-hmm and and then I'm going to uh, do some more training and practice and rally navigation training, mm-hmm. uh, of course, with Jimmy down in Nevada while I'm, you know, I t- down there. I'm going to go to the classes, I think, that Jimmy teaches and and, and help out and, and stay a couple days each time, hopefully, and, and kind of learn the right way to navigate. Now that I have a grasp at what's going on with the road book, I think getting some instruction is going to be pretty awesome. Nice. I, yeah. And, and I mean, again, another, uh, with, with Jimmy, since, you know, he knows about, he's done a couple road books. (laughs) Yeah. Once, once or 10 times, once or once or 10. And then, you know, yeah, I I always forget the last name of this guy that went and he did okay at the Dakar. I think it was Brabeck. Is that the, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, yeah, it might be a good coach for you. I, I, I'd probably recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely no. would not pass on an opportunity there. Yeah, no, for sure. And so like, was there during the rally? I mean, did you experience any kind of like aha moments? Like, okay, I need to start doing this. Like you develop your own little system or, or something. Um, I, I'm trying to think of one. I, I got some speeding penalties early in the week. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more respect for speed zones now. I, I, oh, one of the aha moments. This is going to make me sound so stupid, but I'm going to like oh, no. say it anyway. Okay. We're all here to learn. You know, 
so I would have moments where there would be a lot of direction change in a real short amount of time. Yes. Right. And so you could come bombing into them at let's say 70 or 80 miles an hour and uh, uh, not even a 10th, you know, just one tenth left one tenth, right. You're just kind of working your way through a technical spot of navigation. Mm-hmm. Well, those would be green on the, on the, uh, road books, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And now I know that if there's a green tulip, mm-hmm. that means the next turn or the next direction is coming really soon. Mm-hmm. And while, while we were practicing in Wyoming, I would just slow way down for those mm-hmm. because I was getting so far behind of all those direction changes. And I'm more aware of, of how important it is to slow down. Uh, I have the ability to go pretty fast and it was kind of hurting me out there yeah. with the navigation portion. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, and, and being on the rally comp side of it and, and seeing that, like, especially like you said, the speed zones, like you have to be on point on the road book because it's all about the most of the speed zone penalties don't happen during the speed zone. They happen at the beginning of it. hundred yeah. percent. And I, I, I rode into one and, and I, as soon as it beeped, I looked down and I go, I can't believe I just did that. But I, I learned from it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not mad at that time, but, yeah. but yeah, there's, that's, there's no excuse for that. In, in if you're trying to do your best, that's yeah. pretty sloppy navigating. Yeah, but you know, but then you learn. But you know what? Then also the other side of it is, is it's what makes the game interesting because you did that. But then that doesn't mean that the other three, four, five people behind you or the two people in front of you that you were trying to catch didn't come in three or four kilometers faster and got a different penalty or a bigger penalty for it or you know that kind of stuff. So it's it's just part of the game. You know, it's yeah, just one yeah, more for sure. I I, uh, I I enjoyed that part, even though I didn't have a lot of experience. I, I I, I really see where it's going to get incredibly fun where rally. I used to love the ISD format and think there was no better format of racing than just the, a special test with just raw speed. You mm-hmm. versus the clock. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finding myself pulled towards this kind of navigation racing. I mean, it's definitely a, a race. But it's also this adventure, you know, we're, we're popping out at the Sea of Cortez with with my, my, my buddies that I caught in the stage. And you're you're in these amazing dunes. And so but yet we're still racing and, and I, I I'm pulled in. Right. That, that's that's pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was the Jimmy just said it, too. He's all you could take a boring road and put a road book on it. And now it's a whole new thing, whole nother whole nother something else. Yeah, because you 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 have to. Your attention is getting split all of a sudden mm-hmm. between the 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 riding aspect and now the the navigation aspect. So if you're uh, if you're not as a, a aware, you're not as a attent you're not as attentive. Mm-hmm. That road becomes a little more technical, right? Yep. And really technical if you blow by a note. <laughs> yeah, or a bunch of a bunch of notes like I tended yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, and that you know it's interesting. Like so, that was you know having the road books. So it, uh, I don't know why I can't remember the road books for Sonora, but I think they were printed in color, right? So they were pre-colored. They, they were did, pre-colored. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something interesting. Like when I when I was my time at Baja Rally, we were I would always collect the road books, or towards the end, you know, we always collected the road books at the end, and I would see how different riders would mark them differently and that was a very common theme like 
um, some riders, some of the newer riders, you know, you kind of see the road and kind of almost minimal marking. But then you would see some of the guys that have been doing it for a while. And yeah, and they have like uh, different ways of how they highlight specifically one note that's right after the other when they're really tied together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, yeah. So then, you know, now, like you say, is now it kind of takes it makes it easier to standardize it. Because obviously, you know, the Dakar has been the trendsetter and they're trying to make it so that people can't cheat. And, you know, you have map men and they give you the road book like they did at Sonora where they give it, you know, right before or with a limited time before. Dakar, I think, is like 15 minutes before the stage start, which is, you know, cutting it close, but it's part of it. Especially if you're me and you're you half the time, I put the, the road book in backwards, upside down. <laughs> I put it in that the wrong. such a pain so, in the ass. <laughs> I, I, I just, I think Kyle just got tired of, of, of me just being like, guess what I did this time? Just guess what I did this time. <laughs> we, we had, uh, when we were practicing mm-hmm. uh, at a, uh, in Wyoming, it was just me and him. I put the wrong road book in. It was, it was AM, PM, and I put the wrong one in. So we start in the morning, and I got the PM one in, and Kyle's just shaking his head, you know, laughing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I can picture Kyle doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the, he's the he, most patient person. I don't is. know how. He, he's got this smile on his face, and he's just shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that a lot. It's, 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 it, we're kind of a team, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I guess I have my place, and it's, it's causing <laughs> him to head shake. <laughs> hey, you know, he's got to respect the position. You know, everybody needs yeah, that. Yeah. So, so. I want to I want to go back to talking about the training and the and the stuff that you do, but there was one thing that stood out to me. What the hell happened to that sprocket on the back of your bike on the last day? Oh man, you were missing uh, it. There was I don't know, it was what like ten teeth missing. Yeah, it, the, the only thing we can think of is that there was a, a an actual like manufacturing failure mm-hmm. because it, there's no rocks, there's there's no. nothing. It broke out. Yeah, like you said. I, I don't know how many teeth, but one whole row between yeah. the, the I, I don't know what you want to call it, the star of the structure of the sprocket. Mm-hmm. And the chain was just bridging the gap the whole time. I didn't even know that it was doing that. The whole It could have been doing that the entire stage, right? I know yeah. I didn't start the day with it like that, mm-hmm. but we have no idea. Uh, Rafferty, he looks down, he goes, look at your sprocket. And I go, oh my God. God, I can't. Yeah. And then I, all we had to do was the final stage of the whole event, and we had to ride, I don't know, 20K back to the finish. Mm-hmm. I was stressed out the whole 20K, thinking the thing was going to come apart. The reality is, is I was riding 90 miles an hour with it like that, and I just had no idea. Yeah. But that 20K just on the roads, just the liaison, <laughs> I was stressed. <laughs> Dude, it was like, and so I'll say, for those playing the home game, it's like imagine a pie. And now take a, a eighth of it out, like literally just cut an eighth out of this pie, and there's nothing there other than pie pan. Like that's what the sprocket looked like. Like it was literally missing a piece. Of, it's hanging on the wall of my shop because it is this. Yeah, it's this thing that is just going to hang there because it was so lucky. We the only thing we can think of, my chain guide must have been perfectly straight. Uh, you know, new chain, everything, and it just kept bridging that that pie piece that was missing and. Yeah. It would have probably changed my gearing slightly, but I, I, I never could tell. I, I wish I was like, oh, I knew that. Yeah. I had no idea. I was just riding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's like, I don't even know if a, a like it was, it had to have been at least a, a good, like, 
yeah, eight teeth. Yeah, eight for sure. Teeth. I, I mean, I it should, was a chunk. I should I'll, I'll, when I when I go out in the in the shop, I'm going to count it now because <laughs> no one's asked me how many teeth were missing. It was just a big, yeah, a big wedge out of the sprocket. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That I was glad the rally was over at that point because mm-hmm. I was. I was blown away. I'm like, dude, how did this chain not come flying off? Top and I was chain going guard fast. Yeah. Yeah. I was going, it was, I was not nursing it in. I had no idea <laughs> until we crossed the finish line of the stage that I was missing a bunch of my sprocket. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was just, that was just nuts. When I saw that, I think, and I heard him say, he was like, Oh, check out the sprocket. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's missing a piece. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were all just kind of like uh-uh. in awe that it was working. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, that I like. I, I, I don't know. I hope you bought a lottery ticket after that because that. I, is, yeah, I'll, I'll use my luck somewhere else on something much simpler, like driving my my old truck to work or something. That's yeah. when I need the luck. The lottery, uh, that's, yeah, comes and goes. Too far out for me. Yeah. Well, you get to ride dirt bikes for for a living, so I, we're we're close to have won it. Yeah, I, I, I guess we get to we get to uh, teach people to ride and, and 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 change the way they ride motorcycles. So yeah, that's that's pretty rewarding, yeah. right? Yeah, true. So on that note, yeah, let's let's talk about that. So how how long have you been teaching for? What's the? So I had a very small school up here, mm-hmm. just on my own with some of uh, the my my friends and family, and we were kind of trying to build a, a little thing up here and. Uh, at my place in Cispus there, uh, near Mount St. Helens. Mm-hmm. And that was four or five years ago. Okay. And, but we really got, you know, springboarded ahead when, when me and Jimmy partnered up. Right. Mm-hmm. So he took the curriculum that, that I wrote and pretty much, you know, did the, the Jimmy thing and, and, asked me who I was training and, and what my goals were and, and then reminded me that uh, I'm probably forgetting a lot of the more basic fundamentals. I I was expecting my students to already ride in balance and already, you know, I don't even remember a time riding where, where I rode out of balance, if that makes sense. And and so he kind of restructured the the, the way I teach and, and taught me to teach, if that makes sense. He's, he's so good at that stuff. And, and I, I've, I've had nothing but just a lot of respect for, for, for Jimmy. And, and so he, he really kind of helped. He pretty much gave me 20 years of experience, right? Cause that's what he has mm-hmm. and really springboarded myself. And then, uh, another Maria Forsberg, she's, uh, was the first women's factory KTM rider and uh, X Games gold medals, GNCC champions, ISDE, and and me and Maria are, are coaches at my school. And so Jimmy kind of, I don't know, took us under his wing, and 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 we, my school and and Jimmy were kind of uh, partners, right? I, I teach in the summer when it's too hot for teaching in Nevada, and and Jimmy teaches in the in the winter, and it, it's kind of the perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they're <laughs> they're very different summer and winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. now, now there's an avenue, an outlet in the summertime mm-hmm. to to get training uh, that that you would normally have to wait for all all winter in Nevada, right? Mm-hmm. Two two totally different environments for sure. I teach in the the mountains and and the gravel, 
and Jimmy, we have the lake bed down there and mm-hmm. he does his magic sand, you know, you know how good he is at that sand. And, but, but, uh, it's, it, it's been, it's been really good. So we've been doing that now for two years, CISPA cycles and, and, and Jimmy Lewis off-road training kind of, kind of have teamed up for the last two years. Nice. So, and like you said, I mean, it, it, that's the, the whole name of the game is experience, right? And getting the most experience that you can in one place so that that experience goes out to the riders that you're training. Um, and so that it's like the perfect storm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been awesome is, is, is all I, I can say. And, and we've had a lot of luck. We've got a sold out class coming up in September, nice. September 11th and 12th is completely full. And, yeah. and then winter's probably coming. And, and so that'll probably, that'll be our last class of this year. And then Jimmy, I think will start up. I haven't seen his schedule, but start up in October, November, mm-hmm. I would assume. And, and uh, then that'll be the, the the winter escape, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm, after talking to him and all this stuff, and I and I've been thinking about it, I'm like, no, I, you know, I got to get some training because I I did uh, I did my first road book out um, in the the desert out here, the high desert, uh, with a friend, gnarly Dave, and mm. and and just kind of getting, you know finally got my feet wet and, and doing the road book stuff. But then I realized like it was technical, a lot of turns and stuff like that. And I noticed my, my confidence for turning the bike is just not there. Even though it's mm-hmm. a bigger adventure bike, I just feel nervous, you know, in the dirt, getting the thing over on its side in the road. I'm a little better. I'm not, you know, not going to say I'm a pro street rider, but you know, obviously when you feel that the traction is a hundred percent and you're not worried about it, you, you tend to lean the bike over a little more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in my world, I would be. What form are we going to to use to pull the most traction out of the dirt? Right. Mm-hmm. In that, how are we? Where are we going to put our body, and and what technique are we going to use to to maximize traction in a low traction environment? Mm-hmm. And that makes perfect sense that you would say that. And. I can't recommend getting some training, some good, good quality training. We spend all sorts of money on our bikes and our suspension and our tires and our steering dampeners and our fancy grips. And, you know, everyone, we're just bolting parts onto our bike and page six through 10 of the tour tech catalog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, in a, you know, in a weekend at a, at a, a good school, you can, you can take knowledge and skills for the with you for on every motorcycle that you own for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and 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 make that bike or or make that riding experience either funner, safer, easier, whatever, more efficient. Mm-hmm. And and in, in my world I I get some maybe older riders that get some some training and learn how to ride properly, more efficient. And I I, I feel like that's prolonging their riding careers, right? They're they're going to get more years riding the better, the, the, the better caliber rider that they are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all for training. And I, I think as it's trending to where maybe more and more people are, are open to it and, and invest in them in themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I like to see that. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. That's very, it hadn't been really put in that term yet, but you're right. You know, the, the, I, I know like now and talking to Alex from conflict, it's like, 
suspension, you start to change the way you build a bike, right? Usually it was lights and it was, you know, the tires and this, and then like it was the suspension was an afterthought, but then you ride a bike that has the suspension done and it's like the next bike, that's the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and, and, but something that oversees all of that and over like almost like thinking about it really supersedes all that is like, well, do you even have the talent to be on the bike to push it to say, well, I want this out of my suspension because I ride like this and I'm at this level of riding and it's like the best mod you can do is, yeah, is actually invested in some training. <laughs> yeah. The, the best modification for your bike is, is a better rider. Mm-hmm. You know, the most, the most adjustable part of, of your bike is the rider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that it's, it's catching on. I, I feel, I think that people are, 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 uh, feeling that way or, or willing to invest in themselves and, and change the way. And, and even people who've been riding for, for 30, 40 years come to a, one of our classes. And, and even if they already do a lot of stuff properly, they don't know why. Yeah. And just a lot of times knowing why what you do works mm-hmm. and you're more aware of, of when to do it and, and what's happening. Yeah. that that makes you a, a more efficient and a, and a safer rider as as well so just learning why i mean i know i i had a somewhat successful riding career early and and i was doing a lot of things that i i didn't i just did it and now as an instructor i i know exactly why what i was doing was working and, and now i teach a lot of that and it, it it's it's been pretty awesome that's all i i guess it's that's what I'm ended on. It's been pretty fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in sharing that and I, I, you know, in, in teaching other things and doing other stuff, but that moment where, um, where you see your student, that person like getting it and, and the aha moment, that aha yeah. moment, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's huge. And, and something that you just said in it, and I literally was like one of the closing things that uh, I was talking about with Jimmy about it was that, I like myself, I consider myself a beginner to intermediate rider. There's some stuff where I know I need to work on and there's some stuff I feel more confident in, but I know that I need to be moving on the bike. And I know that when I come out of a corner or I'm kind of mid corner, I want to be maybe a little bit more over the front of the bike. And then coming out, I want to start to transition to the back as I accelerate. I know that from videos, but I don't know how much. Or when maybe I'm I'm doing it late, or maybe I'm doing it earlier. Maybe I'm there's you know there's still that whole aspect to it. But like you said, a lot of people n- kind of know what they need to be doing, but not necessarily the why and the when behind it. Yeah, exactly. And then and when you learn that, it it makes you more consistent because you you go, man, this is why I'm moving forward, or this is why I'm moving back. And when you know the why out of it, you realize how important it is. Mm-hmm. and 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 you become more consistent in it mm-hmm. and then that 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 it ends up in turn you know that movement that you're after becomes more uh muscle memory more instinctual right and then that's like the holy grail of riding when that's when everything becomes easy when that those movements are just happening f- freely but they're done at the right time nothing's better than riding that you know when when, when you're riding that well and it's that easy, mm-hmm. that's that's where it's at. That's when riding becomes the funnest. Yeah. 
Well, I, I feel like, um, I mean, for me, in, in, in an experience that I had was, I remember when I first got on, a, uh, it was a 250, a Yamaha, first dirt bike ever. And I remember I could literally, like, we went camping, we went to the coast, because I know the coast, down in Baja, and, you know, all this stuff. And I could go two miles before my hands were just killing, <laughs> killing me. Like, I was not even sure I would be able to make it back to camp. I was just so death grip on this thing. And it just, but over the years, it's like you get used to it. And now it's like, oh, well, then all of a sudden I could ride to this point before my arms hurt. And then this point. And then now it's like, hey, I'm going to go ride down the coast and back up. I'm going to go do 300 miles on the adventure bike. And my ass is going to be sore, but not my arms. Not the, You know, it's like other parts <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the body. Right. Well, that's, you know. that's a lot more than two miles. Yeah, a lot more than two miles. But yeah, so it's like you're saying is like you start to enjoy the ride more without even realizing you're enjoying the ride more or. I, or what I like to think of too, um, and I mean, you're, you'll know more, but it's like you now have another skill set because there is sometimes those times where you are in over your head and you know that your training just kind of takes over. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, the, that the muscle memory, that instinctual movement when things start becoming uh, out of your control or you make some bad decisions or you are going too fast and and maybe. You know, like you said, things get uh, sketchy. I want that muscle memory. To, I don't want to have to think about where the the best place for me to to maximize my traction or or maximize my braking distance when when that truck is coming on that gravel road or or, or whatever scenario it is. Mm-hmm. I want that to happen in a split second. And and when you're confident and 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 you know that that your form is is on top, that it's. Uh, it's a much safer way to ride. Mm-hmm. And even if I, I'm guessing like, even, even for me, I know like, I know where my limits are and I worry about those same very things, especially in Baja and with all the UTVs running around. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's at what point are, is your talent going to be tested? You know, and, and, and the truth is, is it could happen at any time. I mean, it's just yeah, to any one of us and everybody's, you know, even the heroes of the sport are testing their talent, but, but they're so in tune and they're they're so so good with their their form and their braking that they're they're doing it just as safe as as maybe us riding a quarter of their speed right it's mm-hmm. it, it, and it, it it boils down to 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 form and muscle memory and and the right the right techniques and and those guys are you know the the top 4 or 5 are absolutely stunning out there in, in rally right now it's I have a lot more respect for for what the the Braybacks and, and and the Skylers and and what those guys are doing. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I you know it's one of those like it's just beyond me how they can function at that speed and then navigate at that speed. Um, it, it just and handling the bike and and doing all of that stuff. And I my my experience I always go out to or go back to was uh Steve Hengefeld at the Baja rally one year he uh, it was like his life's mission for that rally was to beat us to every finish line <laughs> and I remember we get to this this stopping point where we're gonna neutralize the stage and like he literally like we sh- we didn't even have time to set up the signs and he just blows by us. Uh, I obviously couldn't rope it in because it was kind of like a whoop section. And I mean, just mm-hmm. over the top of these things. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. And, and he circles back around, comes over and, and uh, he's all, what's going on guys. I mean, he was literally, it was like, he was asking me for, you know, a venti iced tea at Starbucks. 
I mean, he's he, just super chill. He was riding with less energy in that environment than you were on that two mile ride where you were exhausted. If there's been, that, that is the greatest explanation of of that. You're right. Like no yeah. no energy expended almost whatsoever. You know, and I just I I can't imagine it. But it's also I mean it's like uh, it's just riding abilities and experience and more experience and more riding and more all this stuff. It's just absolutely insane. It's it's pretty cool. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, how they can do it, I've no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Yeah, years of let, training. <laughs> let me know when you find out because I I would love to be able to do it like that. Yeah. But I'm I'm out there riding fruit loops trying to find my road (laughs) well okay look i and i can tell you from the from the navigation side of it and from rally like i've gotten to be on tracking and watching you know with on the rally comp and watching everybody where they're going and and doing all that stuff and uh and i can tell you is is that navigating and rally is the great equalizer it is I it, you know if you think you're the fastest guy out there you could be the hottest thing on two wheels but there's a guy right behind you on that 500 exc that's nowhere near a factory ride that has a, a, a honest chance at getting right on your heels. Exactly, I yeah. I felt that way in in Sonora because I got I got Kyle and I got Rafferty right. Yeah, and and speed wise, I I have more speed. I could not. I ended up Rafferty finished 10th. I finished 11th and Kyle finished 12th, I think. But there were days that I beat them by a little bit. And there were days that they beat me. And there were days that I could not beat Kyle in a rally Mm -hmm. where if we were in any other racing format Mm -hmm. and and Kyle's a great rider, you know, I just, I do, I have more speed than than Kyle, Mm -hmm. but rally, I go, Kyle just straight up beat me today, right? And I go, man, he's awesome, right? It was, the, and it's, and he's, he's so good at navigating, and and it was that equalizer you're talking about, and now I got to get better at my navigation <laughs> so that so that that doesn't happen anymore, right? Yep. Well, and that and that was uh, I've seen that happen before with. Uh, at one of the Baja rallies, it was the same thing, and 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 they always talked about it. Was rider gets ahead, blows the blows the corner. Here comes rider number two, and rider number two is clearing the waypoint, and then here comes rider number one again. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. so it's like you go, you know, it's. But I'm gonna say is like the I'm, I'm of the opinion, you know, if you have the speed and your the confidence on the bike. Now the now the navigation takes over, and and now you learn the navigation, and it just becomes easier. And you know, like you were saying, like you're you're figuring out when to slow down and do that stuff. And now all of a sudden, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to use the term dangerous, but more dangerous because now it's like okay, I think speed is a harder skill to learn than navigation. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would probably tend to agree, although. Right now in my world, it's mm-hmm. way easier for me to ride fast than it is navigate, right? Because I, I'm used to riding uh, at, at my level of fast, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, used, I'm used to doing that. I'm, I'm comfortable doing that, and that's easier for me. Yeah. But you're, 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 I would think you're right. It, it, it would be easier to, for me to just now focus on navigation mm-hmm. and then see where those results would, would, would put me. So 
Yeah, I can't really answer that because I'm not good at navigating, right? I don't know. I haven't learned it yet, so I don't know what's easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, it's true. It's, it's where the experience came from. You know, outside looking in, though, I just, you know, uh, maybe the other way around, if I thought that navigating was, uh, or if the writing faster was easier because I had more writing experience. Yeah, I could see the same thing. It's, yeah, I guess that's, it's that's how I from. feel. That's yeah. how I feel right now. But but I do think that there's huge gains to be made. I know that you can lose enormous amounts of time in a stage with mm-hmm. navigation. I watched me lose 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day or more mm-hmm. just with bad navigation. Now, you've got to go a lot slower to lose 30 minutes in a day riding. You know, you know what I mean? For, yeah. to, to, so uh, the mistakes in navigation can be very high time-wise there in navigation is, is very important, if not more important than how fast to go. Hence Rafferty and, and Kyle putting it to me at Sonora, right? The navigation is what was getting them beating me. Yeah. And, but yeah. you know, you can, I mean, it's, it's just like riding. You only got faster by riding. So it's the same navigating. It's only faster by navigating. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, there's, there's big gains to be made and, and, I, I spend a lot of time in Pahrump and I hope that uh, some of that magic, you know, maybe rubs off. Right. Oh, for, like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I go, I go, it'll be an inter. It's going to be way better this year uh, being down in, in Nevada and seeing the war room and, and, and I'll at least know what the heck is going on. And cause you know, the, that navigation stuff, that's totally different than the, the off-road training that that that's kind of more what what i'm down there for yeah and this now i can see the old road books and even know what's going on so i'm kind of excited to to at least ha- be have enough knowledge to be dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well and just build the build the skill set so there's you know coming from a training background and isde and every everything that you've done um i i for somebody that's I had somebody reach out to me on Instagram and I've, I've kind of used, I haven't really named it, but I had somebody reach out to me on Instagram and it's like, I like, I've been following the Dakar. I've been doing all this stuff and I really want to get into road books, but I also don't know how to ride a dirt bike. I don't know what to get, what gear, what bike, what any, like, I mean, zero. So from, from your background, what would, what does that look like? Like, what would you suggest? What would you if you had to start over, it, it would depend on what my goals were. If your goals are, are being a, a professional or, or a, a hero of the sport, it would it would change. But if your goals are to experience rally mm-hmm. and and enjoy it and, and ride an event like Sonora or or Baja Rally or or, or something like that, mm-hmm. I would I would say kind of you know go that dual sport ktm 500 avenue which is what what i'm riding and mm-hmm. and you've got I, I think rally you have to have somebody i had kyle uh you've, you've got to have somebody who kind of leads you the way or or you need to <clears throat> reach out to somebody and, and i think rally's growing enough that there's there's guys out there uh i rode six days with him before he's a rally he was scott bright mm-hmm. right yeah he does some rally trainings and, I, and jimmy will do rally trainings i would if if rally is something you want to do i would reach out to a company like uh moto minded for mounts and whatnot or, or uh 
what's the RMS? Mm-hmm. Uh, those rally guys, workshop, uh-huh. exactly. They're gonna they're gonna be able to set you up with the gear you need, and then I would reach out to someone like like Jimmy for a navigation clinic or rally or, or Scott. I'm sure there's others that I don't know, and and get my foot in the door that way, mm-hmm. and and get some road books. And I think road books are 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 the difficult part of rally. I, we didn't have any road books up here in Washington. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't ride a road book before Sonora and, and, uh, I didn't, I wasn't down in Nevada often enough and, you know, the schools and there was some COVID and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I, road books are, are difficult to, to get, I'll say, mm-hmm. but I think if you get in the, in the circle and you, you take a class and you, you, you put yourself out there to go to an event, you're going to have better luck, um, getting road books or, or, or finding riders to go ride with, or, or maybe even sharing road books. Like, uh, if you make a road book, me and Wes, uh, uh, from Cyclops, Wes uh-huh. up here, yeah. we were talking about road books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about road books and it was like, well, if I made a road book, it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. Cause I know where it's going mm-hmm. and vice versa. If Wes made a road book, he knows where it's going we should almost be making each other road books, right? Like mm-hmm. then. And so I, I think that uh, getting some training in, in the navigation aspect and, and linking up with some of the, the few riders who are, are riding rallies and, and want to, to ride more rallies is the Avenue I would go. Um, if you have never ridden at all and, and you're going to try to tackle both riding and rally or navigation at the same time, like you said, mm-hmm. I would, I would hundred percent be in the winter going to one of Jimmy's schools, uh, in the summertime coming up here in the Northwest, mm-hmm. taking some rider training at, at the same time. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, 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 a scenario where you go down take some rider training in Nevada and follow it up with some navigation training. I'm sure that there's possibilities for that type of stuff maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but I would, I would, I would springboard my, my rally, uh, goals with, with some proper coaching and, and training. Was that a, was that a really long answer for your your question? No, no, no. I mean, it's because it's from, I can only talk about it. I mean, you've, you've trained riders, you've now experienced your first rally. You've gone through like you, you, you have that list of things like I, you know, this is what I would like to do. This is how I would do it and go about it. So that's, that's the question, you know, the answer will be as long as it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that that being said, if you already have a you know a intermediate to advanced riding skill, and you you want to go to a rally cold key like I did, or you want to just you know just go all in. I there there was enough people there that that is a possibility. Yeah. You know, it might not be the best, but, but I didn't have, uh, goals of, of winning. I didn't have goals of, of doing well. I had, my goal was to go and experience rally. So I was, I was okay knowing that I was learning every day mm-hmm. and, and I had a blast and I enjoyed myself doing it that way. So I wouldn't think, I don't want any rider out there who's a competent rider to think that they can't go ride an event like Sonora because because it's not just for pros it, it you can go do it and you can experience it and 
and enjoy it and, and, and have just an awesome week of getting to ride places you didn't even know you would ever get to ride. I would like to see more rally will grow when more riders take the plunge to go do an event. Cause that it was, it was, it was real. I would spend my whole year budget for racing. Like let's say you had a, a racing budget in your, in your pocket, right? you mm-hmm. you had your, your, the amount of money you're willing to spend racing. I would rather ride one week long event like Sonora than do a bunch of local, um, motocross track type hair scrambles right mm-hmm. it, it was way more rewarding so I'd, I'd like to see more people take the plunge like i did you don't you don't have to be you got to just eventually just try it and and it was i felt very safe in sonora it was it was very well organized it was it was fun it was all the people every the rally family i felt like as soon as you got some navigation gear on your bike and you go and ride a stage and you come back, you're part of the rally family. I, I felt, and that was a pretty neat experience. Yeah, the the people that uh, if you've never experienced being and hanging out in the bivouac and hearing everybody talk about you know all the turns they missed and all the stuff they did and all the you know all of that stuff, um, it, it's it's a whole another another deal. You know, it, it just I, everybody's a it's 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 the rally family like you said it's just one very big different vibe which is cool yeah it, it was a it's a great and it's it's great to be at a race and have that vibe right mm-hmm. you're at a race where where you're trying to beat a guy but then as soon as the stage is over we're 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 swapping parts out of my bins that I brought from Washington and and I'm borrowing parts from you know bin, from someone else's bin and and it's like we're just all trying to get to the finish and whatever happens happens with the results, yeah. but you're, it's still a race, but the, it, you're, it's a, it's like a, a family that's going to accomplish this goal together. And when somebody DNFs or drops out, like, like we had, it was heartbreaking. Every person I saw with bike problems or it was heartbreaking to, to the whole event. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you find that kind of camaraderie, in other forms of racing. No, no, it's not, all, not that strong. No, no, no. I mean, and it's all like, I've been to the Baja races. I've been to all of those stuff. And it, it, it's, um, even like it's, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's the adrenaline or what it is, but everybody's just kind of walking around with this game face on. And, and everybody's just, I feel like a lot of times it's kind of tense and yeah, after the race is done, but there's a lot of emotion in the meantime because it's a sprint race and, you know, everybody, the competition is so, uh, like, you know exactly where everybody's at in these races. And I feel like in rally, it's like, it's such an unknown that people just stop worrying about that and just start worrying about putting in a good effort, you know, navigating clean, riding the best they can, and then the cards fall where they fall and yep. and then everybody's walking around chilling in the in the bivouac like you know like a race didn't just happen yeah you know? yeah exactly it's, it, it, yeah. you got to experience it i think to yeah. totally comprehend that that sort of uh environment yeah, yeah i absolutely agree so uh moving so we're looking what you said sonora rally is probably going to be the next yeah, that'll be the next rally event. Uh, 
but I'll definitely be training and learning navigation uh, in, in in Nevada. I've, I've spoke with Jimmy about it already a, a bit, and nice. Sonora for sure. And then after that, we'll see where we're at, and, and then we'll see what our goals are for maybe that uh, you know larger D word or Dakar, right? The, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And see what where uh, where that stands for. What would that be? January of twenty three. Yeah. And see how that unfolds with with Kyle. And I I actually think there might be some other American riders interested. And but that's a pretty big undertaking for all of us. I don't I don't know if any American has tried to ride Malimoto before. Um, maybe, but man, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a. I think in the like what you were saying, I think in the wishful thinking of things, what I would what I would love to see is that there's a place where everybody that's in the states that's into rally and is starting to ride can get together and start exchanging road books to help with training. And then mm-hmm. furthermore, on on that, it's like, OK, everybody collectively pitches in and we're going to create our own privateer team to go. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. don't have to necessarily do it as Malimoto. Because that's such a like, uh, I Malimoto to me is like the Iron Man of the Baja One Thousand, right? I mean, it's just like it's this pinnacle of like I got this, I'm gonna do it on myself. It's some just straight up cowboy stuff, and and I feel like you know outside looking in is that there's so many moving pieces to it that it may affect how you enjoy the event. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I would I would think. When I think about Malimoto, mm-hmm. it it becomes um, a lot different than a race. It becomes a goal to finish, and and with that, you are going to not ride at possibly your potential, right? Mm-hmm. And that I, that that could be good, it could be bad, mm-hmm. but that's what I think about it. It's it's just it's just get the bikes to the the finish, and but I I think it's the only way for maybe a guy like me to afford it if if i can even afford that right yeah. like well so there's a there's a place for malimoto and and it, i might be that person because like i'm not gonna hire a team and and whatnot i, I you know i know that's out of the question mm-hmm. um and kyle is view, looking at it i think more like you the how does how can you <laughs> when you're someone like kyle mccoy mm-hmm. how can you make dakar harder right <laughs> <laughs> And he's gonna find a way, and he's gonna he's gonna freaking do it. Yeah. So, well, that, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is. It does add that. Like, it, it's like the guys that race the class 11s in Baja. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's faster ways to do it, but we're gonna take this car that has almost no suspension, and we're just gonna send it. And I, you know, it's true. Malimoto is that that you know what you're gonna stack the cards against yourself, but it makes it just that much sweeter to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, you know, there's, uh, I believe, I don't know if you've seen the Linda Poskett stuff about Malamoto. I, I, I did uh, after uh, I, I watched, I think I might have watched them when they were coming out, and then I watched them again uh, recently. Mm-hmm. And they, they do, a, he does an amazing job at putting that class and that event into perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very like it, the more you see of it, it's more eye opening. Like I had an episode where I talked to um, Justin and Kira of West by 1000 and they were talking about just the media side of it. 
And I'm just like, this is insane. So I can't imagine, you know, for the writers. And they even said it at one point. They're like, but the Malamoto guys, <laughs> you know, it's a yeah, whole yeah. other. <laughs> going, okay, I see that. It's very true. So, well, that's awesome. So where, uh, let's talk about where I can find, uh, let's talk about the school. Where can I find more information about it so I can share that? Yeah, uh, we're cispuscycles.com. That's C-I-S. P-U-S, and uh, that's the valley, the river that runs through where our school is staged out of. And so you can go log on to the website, mm-hmm. um, Cycles Off-Road Training. Oh, wow. Uh, is uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us through Jimmy Lewis Off-Road. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're partners and that, that sort of, we're, that sort of thing. So, like I said, I think most of the training will be at Jimmy's over the winter, and then we'll fire back up when the snow melts uh, mm-hmm. next year. But but yeah, that's that's where that's our school, me and Maria and and Jake. It's it's we'll be teaching again next year. It's it's been a an awesome time. Yeah, this is uh man. Now see, the, I'm telling you, these podcasts are getting expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when sometimes when I travel and uh, and go places, I I can't wait to get back home, right? Mm-hmm. You, and that's that's where we we live, and that's why that's why I don't have cell service for three or four days at a time because yeah. that's Cispus is 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 where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that that's I mean, yeah, like literally, like I look at it and it's just like the opening slideshow of it, and I'm just like everything's just green and the mountain in the back, and it's just. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, welcome okay. to the Northwest. Uh, yeah. So, okay. And then uh, room for big bikes. I mean, that all what you guys teach and, and the rides, the trails that you guys go on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think next okay year. 790. Yeah. And in fact, I think next year we're we're talking about doing big bike only classes. Oh, okay. And, uh, but uh, I'm of the belief that you can learn more on a smaller bike, right? When, when a mm-hmm. big bike gets out of balance, just barely. Oh, yeah. It, it, it happens really fast. And so yes. getting, getting uh, big bike riders on, on smaller bikes, like, you know, any full-size KTM dual sport or, or dirt bike, mm-hmm. we, ha- we have uh, more aha moments, if that makes sense. We have better luck feeling um, what we teach, and we have better better response with the smaller bikes. Mm-hmm. But we had, this year, we had a lot of, big bikes interested and i think we're gonna just adjust our environment a little bit and and do all big bikes uh, a yeah. couple classes next year which will be fun right yeah yeah well it's kind of so, I mean, yeah like you said for those and i've always joked about it i was going well the adventure bike is only 500 pounds when it's at zero miles an hour but it's the in between and when you start getting down into the 10 miles an hour where the the weight starts to come back the, like mm-hmm. you said, yeah. It or, 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 an, it, or an adventure bike, uh, it weighs the same as a dirt bike when it's in balance. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it as soon as it drops out of balance, it becomes yeah very heavy very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fast decisions need to be made. <laughs> yeah, in the correct sure. manner. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, that's that's our website and awesome. and like I said. Uh, we're we're booked for the season and so excellent problem. Next, yeah yeah exactly i can't can't complain about that and the uh 
looking forward to carrying that into next next year, next season. But uh, I think the next training opportunities are going to be in uh, in Nevada. We mm-hmm. do have some. Me and Jimmy are teaching together at the Tour Tech Rally, mm-hmm. September twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, something like that, mm-hmm. up here in Leavenworth or Plain, Washington. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm pretty certain there's openings for some classes up there at the Tour Tech Rally. So. Nice. Even though we're booked, I guess there is some training opportunity yeah. up there. Yeah, some one day or half day. At, you know, Tour Tech does it a little different up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's always a, a fun time. We'll be up there. I think Sispa Cycles will have a little pop up and a booth up there. It sounds like, and Maria and myself will be, you know, slinging some stickers and, and that sort of thing. Just kind of meeting people. I well, you just saw our website. I, I tend to hang out in the woods kind of by myself or with just my friends for a lot of the time and i need to put myself out there a little bit more so we're <laughs> get out and talk to some people yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so we're going to tour tech and we're going to do nice. that thing and, and, and ride for four or five days up there so yeah. yeah we're looking forward to it nice yeah i'm looking at the uh looking at the classes here uh for the training and yeah uh, so you guys will be up there yeah this is awesome yeah i gotta yeah. get uh, i gotta start getting out to some more of these events you know, I've been uh, headed to the rallies and all that stuff, but it this is all kind of in that same time because I know Baja Rally is at the end of um, at the end of September. So yeah, that's yeah. where my schedule st- kind of started uh, yeah, becoming I, overwhelming, and and we were going to go down there, and I finally had to say, I got, I can't. Yeah, I kind of, I, I can't do it. Yeah, can't do what? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, and I only because it uh, it looked at she ADV. It, mm-hmm. he'll kill me for saying this but it reminded me of you talked about the vintage motorcycle stuff earlier yeah you kind of mentioned that uh adam shirt i had him on the show from the vintage 1000 mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you've heard of it or not but he's uh it's like speed deluxe adventures or speed deluxe.com i'll send you the i'll send you the link but they do yeah, like yeah. a thousand mile rally on vintage bikes really yeah it's pretty bitching i had yeah it, that yeah, I'll send it to you because I was like, they literally just got done doing it again. Huh. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome because I've, <laughs> I've always thought, uh, you know, because I, I grew up riding six days, the ISD, mm-hmm. but they were always on modern bikes, right? Yeah. The ISD was a different race in the 70s, 60s, 80s on on older bikes. It yeah. was it was a different experience. So maybe that's that's a way to kind of see what that might have been like. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. And I mean, they do one, uh, they have the mountain route and then they have a western route that they do. So they do two different ones. I huh. already got the dates on the website. Yeah, I'll send you the I'll send you the link. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's heard of this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm sure you'd have a time. I think I think they had one bike catch fire this year, which is actually. Oh, a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, always have adventures. Good. This year we only had one catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So at least, uh, the, you know, I think uh, the year before was the same. I don't know. But, it, yeah, it's all cool. It's all like uh, pre uh, – I'm, I'm totally going to misquote it, but I think it's like pre-86 uh, bikes. Yeah. So it's pretty uh, pretty cool. But awesome. Well, dude, cool. I, know it's, uh, I know it's getting late, and I appreciate you taking time and sharing your adventures with us. And, it's uh, all good. I appreciate the uh, opportunity. I'm going to have yeah. to – I'm gonna have to look up what a podcast is and start listening to these things. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just uh, rambling, <laughs> talking <laughs> about know. stuff. 
Yeah. I know I get I get to, I've I've uh, never actually listened to a, a full podcast because it's just I'm not a computer guy and, and all that jazz. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll I'm, send you the. I'll send yeah, you the I'm link. thinking there's an there's an outlet if there's 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 people talking about stuff I like like rally and mm-hmm. and dirt bikes and maybe I need to uh, step out of the mountains and turn on my little podcast button and yeah. and uh, be part of yeah yeah be be part of a. A scene, we'll call it. Yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, it's like you said, it's it's just an outlet, and it's a bunch of people, and it's like uh, it's crazy. I just checked the the metrics the other day, and it's we're at like sixty sixty four hundred listens total. I mean, it's crazy. It's just and it's just talking about motorcycles and rally, yeah, and getting into yeah, it. So, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I you're do doing it. your part to grow the rally sport, and and uh, I, I I sure appreciate that because yeah. I'm. I'm beginning to be a, a rally fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's it, it definitely is going to continue to grow. But then it's like talking to you guys, and especially with you having a school and being able to get people. I I'm if uh, starting from zero, and I had no bike, I would be so focused on learning how to ride a bike so that I don't have to worry about that while I'm trying to look down at this. This set yeah. of hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We yeah. are in agreement on yeah. that one. Yeah. So. Once, once the bike stuff squared away and you feel like you're proficient on a motorcycle, then then all right. Now now let's go ahead and sprinkle this, you know, confusing <laughs> yeah. ass road book in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Now let's make it harder. <laughs> yeah, now let's make it harder. Exactly. Awesome. Perfect. All right, sir. Well, you have a good evening and I appreciate it. I'll I'll send you some links and so you can uh so you can check it out and um and then share as well. So and get uh, get some people over to the suspicycles dot uh, com. Yeah, I, I like it, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch at yeah. and, and we'll see you at the the next rally. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. All right. uh, well, thank you, sir. Thanks. All yeah, right. later, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it. That was Paul Neff. Suspicious Cycles. Um, dare I say, rally rookie. But yeah, first rally, Sonora rally, and like say it was uh, it was awesome. Those guys were having fun and watching him with Kyle McCoy and uh, Nathan Rafferty, the group. I didn't know who the third person was. I was pretty sure it was Kyle that he was riding with, but uh, definitely it was awesome seeing those guys. They were always having a ball and you know bringing them in into the rally thing. And then yeah, that last day, like literally, I'm gonna see if he'll send me a picture of the uh, of that sprocket. Because uh, that that was uh, that was pretty unique. Uh, missing all those teeth, like literally missing a chunk out of it, and it was still just riding right along. So that was pretty uh, pretty awesome. So uh, to see that finish, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm like these podcasts are getting expensive. So Travis is the one that kind of from every single Sunday that had kind of turned me on to like you know a trials bike may be a, a good thing, right? To start and build the skills, and then now like what Paul's saying is like yeah, hey, this you know yeah. Uh, riding trials and getting used to that and, and, and the balance and all that, a full episode of talking to Jimmy Lewis. And it was a reoccurring theme. It was talking about balance on a bike and making sure that's dialed in. And um, so obviously there's uh there's some room for improvement there. So, Hey, who knows? We'll we get something uh, soon in the garage and then go start doing some of these classes. Cause uh, if you haven't check out the Suspice cycles, uh, I'll put the link in the description so you guys can check it out. But man, these guys are riding in some badass places. So, uh, I, you know, let's see, man, 2022. Yeah. Maybe go out, uh, do some more, uh, traveling, put some miles on the, uh, Tiguan and, uh, drag a bike or two behind me. Okay. I'm starting to look at this. 
I got to figure out who's going to sponsor me, Visa or MasterCard. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. So anyway, that is that is a wrap, man. This is the first time I've done two episodes back to back. You guys will hear them separate on separate Sundays. Uh, but for me, that is uh, we're going on almost three hours of straight talking. So uh, I am having fun. This is awesome. I do apologize for the episode that I did miss previously. Uh, but you know, I was busy getting a bunch of people and, and we still got more to go. I've got a huge list of people that we're out to and talking to. I got a couple that are saying, yeah, let's, let's do this. But, uh, we just need a little bit of time before we can make it happen because they're out doing things, rally things, making rally bikes faster. So I won't say who it is, uh, but a couple people might recognize the name. So anyway, that is a wrap for today's show. Hope everybody's having a good week. Doing good things. Rubber side down, shiny side up. And yeah, we'll see you guys out on the road or the trailer or wherever it may be. See ya. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.